Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office, and today we are here with Kathy Harbour, realtor at Coldwell Banker Weir Manual, and mom of four boys. Now, Kathy inspires me every day with both her hands-on parenting approach as well as her business drive. And she really includes being a mom and her family in her business. So today she's here with us and I'm so thrilled to have you here, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So let's talk a little bit about um, first how we know each other. So we are boys Well, you have four boys. I have one. My one boy went to preschool with your oldest, Charlie. That's right. We were over at the co-op together. Yes, that was Mm -hmm. so fun. So we were both stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. doing the things. And we We were were, were hot messes. I don't want to call you out, but we were both like, is that fair to say? We were both kind of like in the... In the like grit Uh of the Uh mom thing Uh and with kids close together and... Like that was a lot. And we also were in mops together, right? I'm trying to think. I'm like, the reason I bring that up is one to say like how we met Mm -hmm. um, and became friends. And then really though, I always kind of knew, even though you kept having kids, you had four. Like I stopped after two and Kathy just kept popping them out. So I was was like, I was 50% done at the time. But I always like your leadership, both in our mops group, which, you know, we would organize these meetings for other stay at home moms. And then we were both on the board of the preschool, like doing stuff. You were always a leader and you just had that, like, just get it done, whatever it was. So uh, you got back into a career Mm -hmm. as a realtor. Because I love realtor. Yeah, realtor. So here's the thing with this word. Actually, one of my client's daughters put it so eloquently. She was like, Kathy, you cannot buy a vowel. Realtor. Realtor. Like in my head, that's how it is. Realtor. It's realtor. But I have to think about it before I say it, because I also want to add the like third syllable, like the realtor. Right. You want want to buy a syllable. I want to buy a vowel. It is. It's a. Yeah. It's an interesting word. So, yeah. So you are a realtor, still a mom. And what I really admire is that you're doing all of the things. We talk a lot about balancing career and motherhood, but I think you do a really good job of incorporating the two and really including your boys. That comes through in your stories and in your um, content that you share. And I, I love the way you're doing it. And I think there are other women out there who would both be inspired by the way that you're so real and share your life and that balance, as well as I'm sure you have some tips for them. So that's what I wanted to do today is just kind of like 
talk a little bit about, you know, how you do that. And then also like some ways that you are not completely frazzle dazzled all the time. (laughs) Well, first of all, I appreciate all of those things. That was very, very kind to hear, uh, to hear you say that. And I do appreciate you and all you've done here in this community. And I, one thing that is interesting to me is that a lot of people have very intentional boundaries in their life. And I totally respect it. And I think it's awesome where this is my work time. This is my workspace. This is my family time. This is my family space. I think it's, I think it's important to have those things for myself, but the flip side of it is with real estate, I'm never off. Yeah. So it's not like the way I choose to run things each day. I do this. I find a different person that I admire how they do it differently, which is fabulous the goal for me in my daily intentions is to be present in what moment that I'm in. Okay. So yesterday when I'm at math centers at Teddy's class at Richard, before I walk into the classroom, I'm checking my email. I'm, you know, just doing a quick triage of, is there anything that needs to be handled in the next hour and a half? And, uh, and I can just, and I can knock that out so that when I go into the classroom now, I'm still thinking of a million things, but I'm able to be at the math center. And you're really good at that. We had coffee about a month ago and you did the same thing. You arrived at my house to have coffee and you intentionally like set a timer and turned Mm -hmm. off your phone, like put it down, silenced it. Yeah. And phones and everything else is a way that moms can do both. Yeah. Right. It enables us to be able to, to work better. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a fine line of turning it off and really compartmentalizing those two. Let's talk about the actual, like how you do it. Like in your mind, you're like, I am going to be present in this volunteering at school for the next hour and silence your phone. Yes. So I, um, first of all, everything that I do is an appointment and a plan on my phone that Matt also shares the same calendar. Yeah, because when I'm out doing things, I feel he needs to know where I am. Because well, if your phone is off, yeah, charge and yeah, because I'm not going to answer. Yeah, so so I set things appointments on my calendar, no matter what it is, and then when I'm at, it's nothing like super crazy technology. I'm sure I could do it a better way, but I literally just set my clock, my timer for. I always do like a buffer ten minutes before because I start chatting and I don't want to have to be like. Oh, alarm five. <laughs> you know, I like to snooze at least once. Okay. And then turn off my ringer. To me, it becomes Chinese water torture. Like the dinging and the, I can't listen to, I'm not going to go check it, but yes, what's going on? I can't handle that. And, and the challenge, the challenge for me that I've had to work through is I do want to deal with it right flipping now. Yeah. So if I get an email from a title agency right now saying they need an answer on a closing time for Monday, for instance, if I hear the ding, I'm literally stopping what I'm doing and answering it. I found through trial and error, if I know I have five minutes, I'm going to check my email Yeah, and I go through my email for those five minutes or whatever the time is. And other than that, now, if something's on, if like the world's on fire and I do have a deal that I have, you know, I'm waiting for an answer for something for even that, I can usually triage it before I sit down with someone. And you'll also be back in that time frame. Oh, right. Like, yeah. There's nothing yeah. that needs to be done within 20 yeah. minutes unless you're like at the closing table, right? I mean. Correct. 
Correct. No, there's not. There's not, which is hard. That has been hard for me because I am a, like by nature. Yeah. I'm a 911. Let's fix it now. Let's deal with it now. Right. That's my nature. And I, I love this and I'm going to try to adopt this policy because for me, I feel like I do a lot of things well, balancing both. But one of the things with the phone, especially is I'll say the kids, we're going to go to Target, you know, and they love to go to Target and get Starbucks or do whatever, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be done in the next half hour, but I'll say, we'll leave here in 15 minutes. Then I'll get an email from a client or a prospect. And then I'll be like, I'm just going to respond to this email and then we'll go. And then like 45 minutes later, I see my kids sitting in the mudroom, you know, looking at me, are we going to go? Are we actually doing this thing? Or are you working again? And so the idea of saying at X time, we're going to go do this. And for me to mentally say, and I'm going to check my email when we get back. Yeah. I needed to be better at that. By the way, the flip side of this is training your kids. Yeah. Because I've also had to train my kids. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, we could have a whole episode on training our kids. I'm laughing because I'm picturing what happens sometimes. And these are like, People think I show a lot. Like, I don't show all of the things. The phone rings and I see that it's, you know, XYZ Realtor. I literally, it's like legit 911 in my house. Like, I'm answering the phone. Everybody be quiet. Everybody go to, like, I need, and also physically, I need space. I Physical space is a huge thing that people don't understand when yes, you this. I yeah. can't talk. I can't give the goal in all of this, I want to be present for the person at the other side of the phone. Yeah. I want to be present. Like it actually almost makes me cry right now because I want to be able to be present for whoever that person is. They deserve that. Yeah. This is making me cry. But I do feel like. That's so powerful though. I want people to feel that. But I felt that when we had coffee, I was like, oh. Like, what is this? Like, I need to adopt this because I do. I think one of the biggest challenges as a working mom is you don't feel present. You have all these little things like you're present, but you're also thinking about what you have to do later. And that for me is one of the biggest struggles. And that's how I find like mayonnaise in that should be in the fridge, in the pantry, Mm -hmm. because I'm doing all the things at once. Mm -hmm. And that is so admirable. And it is, you're getting emotional about it because that's, one of the biggest struggles. That's the real life challenge. Let's let's kind of talk about that. The reason you're getting emotional is because there is mom guilt. You're trying to give the person on the other end of the phone or across the table or your child that I'm here in the moment. I think it's important because that is, it, it's got to go back to that guilt of, am I doing all the things or am I just like half doing all the things, right? Yes. Now I always lead with honesty. I don't have guilt because I feel that all parts of me get all of me. Okay. Not at the same time. I can't be at Teddy's math station. I can't be there and be present and also be at a closing table, but I can be intentional with my schedule and not schedule a closing during math stations and not schedule math stations when I have five showings. Like there are 24 hours in a day. Like to me, guilt comes from not being able to give anyone everything. Right. Right. Giving everybody a little piece and nothing for yourself. I don't give people pieces. There's this quote from Brene Brown. I love her, by the way. Love her. That says, 
Do not commit to anything you don't want to be held accountable for. Okay. That's a good one. Right. And to me, I'm not planning the Valentine's party at Richard. Like I'm not, I can't be held accountable. Right. You know your limits. Yeah. That ain't happening. Because if I do commit to doing the Valentine's party, I'm agreeing to be held accountable. And if I come up short, then there's the guilt. Like what's left in the bubble is the guilt. Yeah. So I think it's intentional, but I also think you have good boundaries. I have learned that it just leads to that's the guilt thing. And that's like feeling down on yourself and you can't be enough and you're not enough because you can't get the birth, you know, you can't get the party together. And if you can't get the party together, then you feel like you've let your kids down. Like I'm just going to not do it. Yeah. Like do something different. Do what works for me. And it sounds like you have learned this through trial and error. For sure. So for sure. For over committing. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of things that I have done now before I had a full-time job, it was easier to say, sure, I'll do the party and sure, I'll do this and sure, I'll do that. And now I do have to be more strategic in what I say yes to because my time, in order to be present, you have to have the time that you're not also trying to do 17 things. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still doing 17 things. <laughs> yes, I was going to figure out how to do that. <laughs> So, so yeah, no, I appreciate your honesty. Stuff, yeah, yeah, no, but that, I mean, this is the stuff like we can talk about and there's certainly, you know, tips and things. And I will share one of my tips that helps me always have these like moments of like clarity of what needs to be done while I'm driving or doing other things. Mm-hmm. So I use the voice to notes app and Super I smart. will like make myself a to-do list ver- verbally and both a personal list and a work list. And I will take out that list of tasks. And I also have a system through work that I can assign myself tasks for work. But I think it's important to assign those tasks for home, whether it's like sign up for lacrosse or, you know, buy coach's gift for basketball. Like these things, they have to be done. Keep that to-do list separately and say, this is the time where I'm going to focus on these things. This is the time I'm going to focus on these things. And so I have found that helpful I haven't gone as far as like scheduling things like that. So I'm going to try and incorporate that because I think that's really, really helpful. It's called working in the mom cracks. So working if you, in the mom cracks. If you always have that list of things, when you have that like crack of time, but when you have that moment and you're like, okay, I have, I'm waiting in the line for pickup. That is that is my right. most productive time ever, no by question. the way. Like I literally schedule stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this because you have to get the spot. You have to yep. get there early or, you know, it's going to be a hot, it's going to be stressful. So you get there yeah. early and then you do the things that 15 minutes is like, so there's your mom crack. Yeah. So it's like when you wake up in the morning and you look at your schedule and you think like, where are my mom cracks? Like, I know I'm going to have 30 minutes here or 20 minutes here or 15 minutes here. You put it on your list. And then that's when you're doing it. So instead of feeling like your hair's always on fire and you're chasing your tail, because we are, to be clear, we are. And you're going to have those days. For sure. Some days I just tap out. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to get pizza and watch a movie or something. Anyone who knows my family, that's (laughs) four nights a week. Yeah. For sure. But there are days where you like can plan stuff out and schedule it. And then there are days where somebody's sick. 
you have to roll with it. I think you're very, you have the personality. I'm a little bit more of a control freak. I can sense, but like your personality is such that you like roll with things, right? Yeah. I mean, in general, (laughs) I can't say I'm laid back and like really mean it because there's some areas of my life that I am and some that I'm not. With four boys, you have a choice. Yeah. I have a choice. I have a choice every morning. Am I going to lose it or am I not? Yeah. And the older they get, the more physical they get. And there are just things I will never forget. I walked into my pediatrician's office after Charlie was born and I was a hot mess. It's my first kid. You know, mm-hmm. most people are. And she said, before you leave the office today, you have to write down two things that you're not going to fight with your kids about. Like ever. I mean, what are your two things? That's so fascinating. So my two things, which I'm not proud of these two things, but um, what they wear. Okay. And what they eat. Oh, those are, those are like two of the best possible things to just let it go. So now the, what they wear thing, yeah, because there's like one time every three months that you got to put on whatever and there's no fight. And the, what they eat, there are nights when it's just chicken nuggets for the third night in a row. Like I yeah. don't have it in me to fight that. That's just me two major battles that moms deal with of any age or gendered kid is what you're wearing and what you're eating. So that is, that falls under the category of self-care. My self-care is giving myself grace. Yeah. To me, that is more important than any other type of self-care. I think that that has been really important for me is to, to give myself grace along the way, because if not, I will lose my mind. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about division of labor in your house. You have a spouse who works, but is, is willing to divide some of that household stuff. Well, first of all, COVID changed everything in our family physically because Matt, he works from home. So our whole life would look different if he was still going into the office okay. from eight to five. Yep. Yep. He's not. So he is able to, between meetings, change the laundry. Yeah. And also things shifted when I started working full time. But they have to. And I have to. They have to. And so I think that's the important thing. If anybody's listening and saying, you know, either I'm drowning, I'm not able to do this balance. It, it takes a team. There are also single moms out there that maybe don't have a team and they could outsource some of the things. But I think that's, That's the important thing, because when you see uh, both of us are big on social media, but I think sometimes, you know, we only post the good stuff. You mentioned that, but (laughs) you do post some real stuff, which I love, but there's no way that either of us could do what we're doing if we either didn't have a partner or outsource some of the things. Is that fair to say? That's fair. I have a very, very supportive husband. We have different strengths and different weaknesses, um, which makes life challenging some days and not the others, which this is, that's like a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we could talk for hours, but. But I cannot do it all. I can't. And he sees that when things are starting to get to. The wheels are coming off. Yeah. Like (laughs) there was a time at the beginning of the school year when I was really struggling. He said, he goes, well, what can I do to help? I said, you can handle lunches. And he was like, okay, fine. I'll do lunches. 
And to this day, he's like, damn it, I should have never said I do school lunches. Oh, laundry and lunches. I am so jealous. But that was one thing that I was like, I can't put my head around that. I cannot get home from showings, you know, at nine o'clock at night, writing an offer, knowing that I still have to cut the fruit and make the sandwiches. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. So he does a lot. He, if we spreadsheeted it, which he would do and I would not, he <laughs> probably does more around the house. It's, he does. He's he's also very good at it. Yeah. I am not good at laundry. Okay. Like, that's not a thing to me. Yep. Okay. So, so it's a balance. But again, getting back to yeah. that, like, I think the important part is like, you are doing a lot of the things, but not all of the no. things. And you are able to ask for help. Correct. And he is also able to spot certain areas that maybe aren't your thing. And I, as much as I'm jealous of the laundry thing, I will admit that Jay, my husband is actually, he's very neat and he cleans up. He doesn't like things messy. And he is so oftentimes people will come to my house and be like, how is your house always so clean? And he is the kind of person that if you are mid drinking a cup of coffee, he will take it, rinse the cup and put it in the dishwasher. Like, where's my coffee? Right. And, and I am that person that leaves my coffee mugs half drinking all around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, you have to have that kind of help. And so it comes down to comparison, but there's always something where maybe, and I don't think it's a woman thing. I think men compare themselves to other people, but there's that trap of like, the house is clean. She works and she volunteers at school. Like how does she do all? She does it all because somebody else is picking up some of the slack or. And my kids are too, to be clear. Like we are going to record an episode on how to train your kids. Cause I'm fascinated by this. First of all, they're not, I want to set very clear. Whatever here is like, they're not washing windows or cleaning toilets. Like my kids yeah. aren't doing those things. But are they picking up their own belongings? And like, they are expected to not leave their clothes in the bathroom after you take a shower. Like, yeah, that sounds silly, but it drives me nuts. No, my kids are expected to as well. And then every day I feel like I come in screaming. Oh, I, like, still, I still tell them to do it. <laughs> Things are not happening with, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten to, to like step B where they okay. do it without me telling them. Okay. I see. I thought you like successfully trained them to do those things. for whatever made you feel that that was the case. And no. Okay. Okay. But they're not, there's not a fight. I guess like to me, that's where my uh, measuring stick is. Like they're not fighting me. They know they're supposed they to be doing that. that. That's what needs to be done. Yeah. So when I say, Get out of bed. I know you're all tucked in, but get out of bed, go to the bathroom, pick up your clothes and put them in the laundry chute. They're not like, what? Yeah. You know, of course you get the eye rolls and you get this and it depends on what mood they're in. There are people too. So So setting an expectation and kind of following through on it, that would be, but it's still, it's not like happening automatically all the time. I was like, that would be the unicorn of parenting and you need to write a book. No, 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 no. I'm not there yet. Okay. Not there yet. Yeah. My oldest is older than your oldest. Yeah, yeah. And I would say it's gotten harder at 13 is where she's at. So it's like, we've regressed a little bit. Like it does, it's, there's something about like the teenage mind where like yeah. the, the clothes on the floor of the bathroom or the counter, or sometimes on the kitchen counter, like, I don't know how things end up places like, but yeah, that's like a thing that makes me crazy as well. But I was at, we have solved that, that that is not solved in your house, no. that it is something, it's a constant no, struggle. It's a thing. 
Um, let's talk about, since we're on the subject of your boys, I do just want to talk, I want you to share the story of the slushy. So when you, and, and the reason I love this is because you have incorporated your boys into like your success, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. I think is so important and they will admire that. So when we have a closing that day, they get a slushy and it's so, it feels so little and silly and whatever, but it's become a thing. Mm-hmm. and they are excited about it. And it started, I was sitting in a closing, one of the first houses that I closed, and my client is actually a teacher. And she said, oh, so what do the boys get now that we closed on this house? There has to be things that they do in their daily life that allow you to work for us and do things for us. There are times when when things, plans do have to pivot. Things do change. And they do, they do it. Right. They don't. Cheryl said, well, they need to pick a thing and they need that every time you close on a house. That's it. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. And so that day I was like, guys, what do you want? And it was like a hot day. I've, yeah. And one of the boys was like, slushy. We need a slushy. And then it kind of became, and then it just took on a life of its own. It became a thing. And we do talk about the fact that you've earned a slushy. I've earned, you know, yeah. I've, I've helped my clients out. And I think my clients have liked it too, because it's like a thing, you know, and I get to send them a picture of the boys having the slushy and it's, I love that. I really, but I think it's so important because you have, they have made some sacrifices, whether it's being quiet when you're on the phone or, you know, mom is a closing today, whatever it is, but they're also celebrating your wins. And that, makes all the difference to have your kids understand why that you're working not as a sacrifice to them, but they're on your team and they're cheering for you. And I just love that. I think that is Mm -hmm. awesome. So I hope that your summer is filled with slushies. And and if you're listening to this podcast, one, I hope you can relate to both uh, Kathy and I and our struggles as well as triumphs as working mothers. But if you're listening to this podcast and you are looking for a realtor or a realtor, real estate agent, or a real estate agent, please do get in touch with Kathy. How is the best way to get a hold of you? So, text, phone, email, carrier (laughs) pigeon, open my door. Yeah. But, and we will link. And I will say that um, you don't buy houses every day. Right. So if I meet someone tomorrow and we go have coffee, that doesn't mean they're buying a house tomorrow. But I think there's so much more to the process of buying a home than just purchasing the home. So I'm always excited to sit down with someone. (laughs) That's our time. If you have been inspired by Kathy and some of her tips and just want to connect reach out to her, have a cup of coffee. I know that I was inspired both to do this podcast and just to kind of reconnect um, since you moved back. Yeah. Now I have five more, my buffer time. We're still in the buffer time, but we are going to wrap this up and just, (laughs) I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep the sound of Kathy's phone in this podcast just to show how she has been a hundred percent present for this podcast interview, but that our time is coming to an end. So we're going to close it out. And thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.